Hi, Tim. Hey, Ash. Welcome back to Breaking the Fourth Wall, where we engage in stimulating conversations about ways that we can promote positive change in musical theater. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for allowing us to have the week off last week. We did miss all of you folks, and thank you for reaching out to us, asking us, are you okay? Where's the episode? I know all my students were like, um, I can't listen on my drive home. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, we are back. Uh, we had a wonderful President's Day holiday, so uh, we're back. We're refreshed, and we're ready to take on the next couple of weeks with some great content. What puzzler do you have for us this week, Tim? What musical was the first to utilize full frontal nudity and profanity? Ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. I was just discussing this in a couple of my classes. Uh, This also goes very well with the topic that we are going to dive into today. That's right. So we'll circle back at the end of this episode and we will discover that answer together. What's in the news? There's a few things I wanted to mention. Uh, the first is that the one of the leads in Beetlejuice the Musical on Broadway, mm-hmm. Sophia, who plays um, the role of young, Lydia Dietz. Lydia Dietz. Uh, Sophia and Caruso. Yeah, she's going to be departing Beetlejuice. Uh, she originated the role of Lydia Dietz, and we got to see her on Broadway, and I thought she was exceptional. What a power, powerful voice. And so she's going to be leaving the show, ending her contract, and her understudy, uh, Presley Ryan, is going to be taking over for the interim until they find a suitable replacement for the long term. But um, we're sad to see her go, but we're glad we got to see her perform when the show uh, was running at the beginning of its run. And I love seeing an understudy go on. Mm-hmm. That makes me very excited because the understudy should go on and maybe take over the role. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> also, um, the revival of West Side Story just opened on Broadway February 20th. This musical does have a lot of controversial uh, elements attached to it, which we've dived into a little bit in the past few episodes, Mm -hmm. but it just did open. And did you want to add anything to that, Tim? So, yeah. So there's been some developments about what happened with West Side Story. There's been... uh daily strikes going on out front of the theater and Actors Equity actually released a statement about this whole situation. They say, in quote, everyone at West Side Story should be able to go to work and perform feeling safe and protected in their workplace. Equity has been in communication with the general manager and the managers of the show. As a union, Equity's role is to ensure that our members are protected in the workplace and that we uh, take that responsibility very seriously. They also went on to mention that They wanted to reiterate the fact that they are not responsible for hiring decisions that go into the production. They're merely there to protect the workers once they are employed by a producer. And just in case for folks out there that may not have caught our last episodes and do not know what's happening, (laughs) one of the leads was cast in the production and has has been in the production. He's playing the role of Bernardo. Bernardo, correct. And he has some allegations and has been accused of sexually harassing some of the ballet dancers that he worked at with a previous ballet company. And it has been very widely talked about in the community. And there have been a lot of articles regarding should he be in the musical because he, he's considered to be a sexual predator and acu- just accused, I should mention, Correct. of being and, a sexual and, predator. And I pulled it up right here. It's uh, accused of sharing sexually explicit photos during his time at the New York City Ballet. Yes. Yeah. So uh, obviously this is something that's a very sensitive topic right now. And it's this weird duality because West Side Story is getting a lot of buzz for Ivan Van Hove's reinterpretation. But at the same time, we're dealing with this controversy. And so a lot of people in the community are very torn. Uh, Obviously, we are here to protect each other. And we want to make sure that uh, producers create a safe working environment for all of us to perform in. So, you know, I support the strike as well. Um, I hope that there is some uh, resolution that comes to this. 
Yes, and your voice is powerful and your voice uh, has meaning to it. So if you disagree with anything, you know, stand up. That's right. Join the join the movement. Also, the musical Six, which has transferred from the West End, is about to open on Broadway. Yes, it's in previews right now. So this is the long, uh, long-awaited uh, production of Six, the musical from the West End, about the six ex-wives of Henry VIII, and it's uh, sung uh, in the style of like Spice Girls meets TLC. And what I wanted to say was that right now it is shattering box office records uh, at the Brook. Brooke Atkinson's theater and like it's been at like a hundred and one percent capacity uh, in just a few performances that it's been on so I'm excited to see its opening coming March 12th and um, from what I hear it's going to be a spectacular production also the musical Frozen the Disney musical that's been running for quite a long time on Broadway mm-hmm. it, it has the two leads have Elsa and Anna have been taken over by two other performer performers mm-hmm. and they have also been making changes to the production which is a, I think unheard of we haven't seen this quite often they have cut um, Anna song True Love along with a few other reprises reprises however you'd like to say it and they are making changes to the choreography they're adding a new duet i think for anna and elsa in the second act and they also cut down the entract i think as well i want to move into our topic today and this topic is inspired and suggested by one of my students jose from uci hi jose hi jose thank you for this suggestion it actually coincided very well with what we were discussing in class and he really wanted to know his our thoughts and to have a discussion specifically on nudity mm. in musicals. Um, I think, should it be used in musicals? How, as an actor, do you say, I am comfortable with this, I am not comfortable with doing this? And how do you kind of navigate those waters and what our thoughts are on that topic? And I also want to open this up to a larger conversation as well regarding how you can say, I am comfortable to do this sexual scene i am not comfortable how you can set boundaries for yourself and how we can all understand that it's okay to say no i don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and then i also want to talk a bit about the new direction we're taking with um, intimacy directors and how that's starting to affect these types of situations in musicals there's some great points that you bring up and this is a great topical conversation to have. I was just thinking right now about it. And I was thinking that any performer that is going to audition for a show uh, should always know what the content of the show is. So if they look at an audition breakdown, and they see that, you know, there may be nudity that is expected of them, either full front or partial nudity in whatever way it might uh, manifest. I think it, it is important that the performer get a copy of the script to actually peruse before making any informed decision about either auditioning for the show or taking a role and looking at how nudity is used in the context of the script. You know, if it's done just for pandering to an audience, then I really think that's a concern. But if, but there are many musicals we've worked on. I've uh, done uh, Spring Awakening. I've done American Idiot. I've done many, many contemporary shows that have um, an element of intimacy involved uh, and to varying degrees based on the show. And, and regarding clothing, mm-hmm. how are you going to, um, what, how much clothing are you going to wear? Are you going to, is it going to be full nudity, partial nudity, and how that's going to affect the, the storytelling as well? That's right. So I think, you know, looking at the script, seeing if it's done 
contextually in a smart way that serves the needs of the plot and, f- and helps advance the plot, um, adds to the artistry of the storytelling. I think that's the first thing that we can really offer advice and feedback on is mm-hmm. as an actor, it is your responsibility when you go to an audition or to a callback to inform yourself on the musical. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing we say is, please read the script. I can't tell you how many students I have, <laughs> and, and I probably shouldn't be saying this, that have auditioned for me and oh, I've no. cast them. And long after the show is closed, we'd have random conversations about, you know, a particular production. They're like, you know what? I auditioned for Spring Awakening. I had no idea what I was auditioning for. Oh, no. And uh, I may or may not have cast them in a particular role <laughs> that would have had them, re- expected them to do something very specific in the show regarding in- intimacy. And so... Um, I think that's normal with folks that are younger. They don't they're just like, I want to be in a musical. I'm That's cast. Right. And yeah. so the first thing you need to do is inform yourself as an actor. Really mm-hmm. take that control and that power. Know what the show is. Mm-hmm. Read the script. Do your research. Do your homework. And to know going in, okay, this show like Spring Awakening or American Idiot or um, what other musicals have. There, there are many of them. Mm-hmm. Um that have content that is going to typically require some type of nudity that have different specific themes that are going to have you uh, intimate moments Mm -hmm. and to really understand what the script is using in regards to the storytelling. Mm -hmm. And then also to start then to make your decisions as to what you feel comfortable doing and what you feel comfortable not doing on stage. And I think that that is your first line of defense. So the question I have for you is what happens when um, you don't, the, the concept up by the director hasn't been clearly laid out and they want to add some new element that does require an excessive amount of intimacy that you as the performer may not be comfortable with once you get into the rehearsal space. Had you had the information knowing going into the audition, you may not have auditioned. So I just want to ask you, how do you deal with that? Sure. So hopefully what happens is when you go to the callback, they say, are you willing to um, be nude on stage? Are you mm-hmm. willing to have partial nudity? Hopefully they ask you those questions. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> they ask you so that then you could say, yes, I am comfortable with that. Or, you know, will you cut your hair? Mm-hmm. Will, you know, do you feel comfortable having a scene with a, 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 the same gender as yourself? Do you feel comfortable? Hopefully they ask you those questions so they don't put you in an uncomfortable situation to start with. That's right. But many times they do not. Or the director has, like you said, a specific concept that they have not explained or laid out. So if that happens, what I would say and what I do now, which is much different than when I was younger, mm-hmm. now I know what I'm comfortable with doing and not doing. What I would suggest is if it has not been made aware to you or you haven't had that conversation before you start staging with your director or hopefully if you have an intimacy director, if you haven't had those conversations, when you get to that moment and it's starting to take off and it's starting to unveil itself what the director wants or the choreographer wants is to just take a moment and say, could we have a discussion just for a second about what you would like for us to do and and let me give you what I'm comfortable with doing. I think that's the the best way you could say is approach it with I I really feel uncomfortable doing this. I mm-hmm. I would prefer could we could we talk about this as a conversation before we actually do it. And I think that's really important now. What are you comfortable with and what are you not comfortable with and being able to verbalize that mm-hmm. and being able to say I am not comfortable with this what else can we do to still tell the story 
that's what I would do. I would say I'm not comfortable. Could we could we um, discuss some other options? Those are some great points. And I think those are really valid because as young people, we want just to work. We want to be in the room. We want to be creating, you know, and sometimes we forget about our self-care and making sure that we are asking ourselves the right questions to the director about in the use of intimacy. And and it's interesting because the game has changed so much now from 25 years ago. Before, when we were, you know, being directed and choreographed into shows, it was the stage manager, the director, and the choreographer that would be in the room, you know, when we were staging an intimate scene. I remember I, I assisted on a production of Equus uh, way back when, and I remember that final scene, you know, that final scene leading up to the end of the play, it has both of the... the, the um, lead characters, uh, male and female, completely naked. And I remember thinking now, I wasn't prepared. I wouldn't have been prepared as a director to to navigate those waters. And I don't think that's fair to put um, our young performers in those positions without us having the knowledge of how to choreograph intimacy. And so I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about in intimacy direction, which you just mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, it's really interesting because Oregon Shakespeare Festival, I think it was in 2019, this past couple months, just hired the first full-time employee that is an intimacy director for the theater company. That's amazing. And so every production they do there will always have a fully staffed person that is there to choreograph and navigate the intimacy conversation when it comes to staging that in a play or a musical. What I think is exciting about that, and I'm so glad that they're actually starting to hire full-time intimacy directors. And for people, folks out there that are unaware, what we're doing is we're creating a position and a person that can have these conversations. So it's not the director or the choreographer. Mm -hmm. There's also, you know, we have a music director, a choreographer, a director, and an intimacy director to navigate those waters mm -hmm. and to, of course, follow the, the concept of the director and the choreographer, but to not only be able to have the tools and the um, the right way to navigate and to guide for the everyone to feel comfortable in the room and to educate everyone as well mm -hmm. about the most comfortable way to guide performers through that type of a situation in a show, but to also be an advocate for the actors. That's right. Many, many times, even now in this industry, when a scene happens and there ha has to be simulated um, sex or they're they, they are nude and they have to navigate those waters, we, it's still a job. It's still a job. We're not, this is not real life on stage. And that, bec that person becomes an advocate for the actors, especially females in this industry. So we don't feel like we are just have to say, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I just want the job. I just want the job. <laughs> just, yeah, I'll, I'll be naked. I don't care. Whatever you need me to do. Sure. It, it's not like that anymore. And we have to be able to say I'm comfortable and this I'm, I'm not comfortable. So that's what an intimacy director really allows. I think it's just like a fight choreographer. We wouldn't dare or we shouldn't dare stage as directors or as choreographers, which unfortunately it often does. And I'll speak for my colleague who is very familiar with this situation as a fight director choreographers who have no experience in single sword, uh, unarmed, rapier, dagger, quarterstaff, or whatever it may be, are fighting, are teaching people how to fight with those, those very dangerous weapons. So let's look at intimacy in the same regard. Even a stage kiss, something as uh, what can be perceived as simple as a stage kiss still requires a level of uh, navigating psychological waters and emotional waters for those performers. Maybe one of those performers has never kissed another person in their entire life. I've come across that. And I don't think it is, should be the responsibility of the director or the choreographer 
to navigate those conversations. I think it should be somebody that is trained. And there are, um, I know back East now that there are, uh, there are courses, courses that you that can take. take yeah, yes. to become certified in intimacy. So I think that's just a, um, that is where the future is going regarding staging intimacy on stage. And I think it's a really important conversation to take seriously now. Especially with uh, our young folks out there. Like you say, sometimes a young folk, a young person comes up and this is their first time that they've ever kissed somebody in real life. And to mm -hmm. them, it's very important and they don't want to tell anybody. They don't want to say anything. Um, those situations happen quite often in musicals and it is very vital to be able to have an open conversation with someone that's not your director because let's be honest, mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to say no to your director. Mm -hmm. I hope somebody would stand up and say, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this, but we don't. Right. Why? Because we want the job. We don't want to, we don't want to cry out. We don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. We don't want anyone to not hire me again because I said, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Him touching me there or, mm -hmm. or her doing this to me. I don't feel comfortable with that. And that's really what the intimacy director does. And I think back now to many of the musicals in the past that I had directed that had varying levels of intimacy and thinking back now hindsight being 2020 I you know I really as a director feel like it's my responsibility to arm myself and you know hopefully if there are any of these uh, courses that are coming around the LA area I would love to jump in on them and start learning if there's a certification process in intimacy yes you know? they're becoming more and more familiar and that's something I think both of us are very interested mm -hmm. I, I feel like we're very cognizant of talking about these scenes when they happen when shows yeah. we're directing them um, but having the tools it's really very very helpful for navigating those waters I agree and then um, I think an, a, another great question I wanted to throw to you Tim was Jose was specifically asking about nudity on stage mm -hmm. and I know that you mentioned something about if it's vital to the story so what do you do when you get into rehearsal? And I know you threw this question to me, but now I'm throwing it back to you. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you feel like the director, the choreographer, are the, the people in charge of staging, whatever show you're doing, mm -hmm. start to ask and request that you have different, um, you take off different layers of your clothes or that there's different sexual intimate scenes mm -hmm. and you feel like it is not relevant to the story and you are very uncomfortable and you don't have an intimacy director mm -hmm. any suggestions or advice you might offer to folks out there yes in 2020 i the first thing i would ask is how is this to the director i would I, and now granted i'm i'm in my 40s so i feel a little more confident but i would ask the director how does this serve the plot and i would ask for a justification and they better have one and they better not just say, you know, well, I think it just make add to the heat of the moment or something like that. Sorry, that's a that's a that's a non-starter for me. Uh, so I would ask questions and inform the director that it is imperative that it serves the plot and my characters drive in the plot. The second thing is, I would ask, is there an intimacy director on hand that can work with us on this? Because I think that is now a fair question to ask for any young person that's going into a rehearsal process and gets thrown a curveball by a director or a choreographer that wants them to engage in some kind of nudity on stage. And I think they need to, the young people need to not be afraid to ask these questions and not be afraid because they want the job so badly or fear they're going to get fired. Then you know what, if they get fired, then probably it's not the job you should take because they probably want you naked for reasons other than uh, the advancement of the storytelling. What is our puzzler answer, Tim? Okay. What was the first musical to utilize the device of full frontal nudity and profanity? 
That was, of course... Hair. Hair. 1968, Hair, uh, a powerful rock musical, also uh, introduced rock, uh, the rock score into the musical. But yes. yes, it was the first time we ever saw full frontal nudity from an entire cast on stage, as well as simulated drug use and profanity. It was quite pivotal for its time. Yes, Tama Horgan directing and many different exercises that they were doing in the rehearsal space that he wanted to them to like, li- like not shower, like live in the theater. Like, well, it was 1968. So, you know, yeah. the, the culture they wanted to exude was right there in the streets for them to live. Very um, method acting, if you yeah, will. Yeah, and I remember Ben Vereen talking about it on an interview. He would say they did yeah. a lot of exercises in caring and quote unquote caring. I wonder, loving each loving, other. Learn to love each other so that in turn they could love the audience back. Absolutely. That's what hair is all about. That's right. So hair, 1968. Great. Thank you everyone for joining us today. If you have any topic suggestions, please shoot us a message, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email, all of the information is in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.